Hello, and welcome to Big Fish in the Talent Pool with your host, Aaron Peterson, partner and global talent acquisition consultant with People Results. In each episode, Aaron interviews a corporate head of talent acquisition to shine a light on how they got there, what keeps them up at night, and their views on all the hot topics in TA today. There's nothing Aaron is afraid to ask because she's been there. Now here's your host, Aaron Peterson. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Episode 6 of the Big Fish Podcast. In this episode, I'm talking with Larry Nash, U.S. Recruiting Leader for EY. Did you know that EY has 250,000 employees and will hire 80,000 people this year globally? Talk about large-scale recruiting, and Larry is responsible for the lion's share of those hires since he runs the U.S. team. Larry's career so far has been anchored in professional services, having been with three out of the big four accounting and consulting firms. So he's not only knowledgeable, but like most great leaders I know, he's humble and a delight to interview. By the way, just for fun and nostalgia, if you know the names of the two firms that joined to form EY and you're the first one to email me with that answer at epeterson at people-results.com, I have a fabulous prize to send you. No kidding, I do. So without further delay, here's episode six of Big Fish in the Talent Pool with Larry Nash. Enjoy. So we are here with Larry Nash, the U.S. Director of Recruiting for EY, and I am really happy to be here with him at Indeed Interactive, where we are both learning all kinds of interesting things. Um, But I thought it would be just so fun to sit down with him and take a moment to talk with him a little bit about some of the interesting things they're working on at EY, as well as some of his historical learnings from the other places that he's been. He and I have some shared experience with the origins of Accenture, uh, Arthur Anderson and company. And um, I, my heart sort of beats for uh, professional services recruiting anyway, so I think we have some shared DNA. So, Larry, welcome to the Big Fish in the Talent Pool podcast. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. It's great to be here, and it's great to see you again. Uh, we also uh, go, go back about, gosh, eight, nine years where um, we worked with uh, Hewitt at the time, and uh, we had some conversations as we were transforming our experience recruiting team. So yes, you indeed. were very helpful then and uh, great well, to be reconnected you. with you. Great. I'm glad to know that. I think, you know, uh, there's all kinds of battle scars that come from leading recruiting. So we got to share, <laughs> right? We got to yeah. share our knowledge and battle scars. Okay. So Larry, just a quick uh, re- review of your background. You have, within EY alone, had three major roles. I'm sure you sort of had variations upon those as they loaded more things on your plate over the years, but you started as uh, America's recruiting and mobility leader. Then you moved on to experienced and executive recruiting, and now you're the U.S. director. So pretty interesting um, sort of scope and size of responsibilities that you have moved between. I'd love to talk more about that, and we will, but if you just give us a sort of an overview real quickly of you know, what are you leading right now? How many hires uh, annually? How many people on your team? What, what, how, do you, how do you package that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So as the director of uh, recruiting in the U.S., um, I have the honor and privilege to uh, lead a team of about uh, 450 professionals uh, as we hire roughly 15,000 people a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that includes our college hiring up through executive hiring 
includes internships. And then more recently, in the last 18 months, we're getting more involved in, con in the contingent workforce. So we actually started a unique team, which we call our Gig Now recruiting team. Uh -huh. I've seen that online. Very cool. Yeah, very yeah. cool. So we started a, a team from scratch, and now um, we're bringing in you know, probably close to 1,200 contractors a year and actually saving EY a lot of money by bringing the sourcing in-house versus using a third-party uh, search firm. So that's been an exciting new wrinkle. But but going back to the overall responsibility, so 15,000 uh, hires, um, and we've got an incredibly talented team, very passionate, committed individuals. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the scope of my role. Cool. Love it. Okay, we'll definitely come back to that. Uh, you also spent about 12 years at Arthur Anderson and Company. AA and Co. Arthur Anderson has many different uh, names, but uh, and you were in HR and recruiting there yep. until the sad day when it all ended in 2002. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, I was there. Yeah, for 13 years, and uh, that last year was was really hard uh, to see the company wind down. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of good people that were hurt by just a few who yeah, had a lot some of, bad ideas. It was it was a really weird time. Uh, it was. 9-11 you know, had happened the summer before and then a few months later Enron and you know a lot of the accounting crises so uh, it was really just a, a difficult time one of the interesting things though coming out of that Aaron was when the, when the organization was folding if you mm -hmm. will the partners did an extraordinary job of trying to get as many jobs as possible for their teams and this was back in 2002 where the economy was not doing so well. So mm -hmm. in such a bad event, we really saw the, the, the greatness in people. And uh, I worked on a lot of the deals that brought people from Anderson over to Ernst & Young at the time, now EY. And uh, I got to know a lot of people at EY, uh, and that made for a good transition for me. And in my time at EY, as you pointed out, I've done a few different things. Um, but the last 10 years or so, very heavily involved in recruiting from um, working with our campus recruiting teams as we uh, were on this journey to be market leaders and to ex expand our brand on campus to getting into the mobility space because um, that's an important part of our internal strategy and, and part of our culture. And then uh, prior to my current role, led our experience and executive team uh, where we saw the goals and hiring just explode over the last five years. So it's right. been an exciting time. Um, before Anderson, uh, you've seen in my profile, I was at Price Waterhouse, mm -hmm. uh, where I was started out as an auditor. So I spent my whole career in professional services. Mm -hmm. uh, as some would say, I'm either consistent or boring. <laughs> I prefer to say consistent. the former. Uh, but yeah, professional services, consulting, such an exciting industry. There's always great talent, a lot of new, fresh talent, and I find uh, the leadership at these organizations to be very progressive and very focused on the talent agenda. Good, yes, and uh, there is something really satisfying, isn't there, about helping people start their career great and then grow it in uh, a bunch of different ways, especially in professional services. I love yeah. that about that industry. Yeah. So. Good, and you are a Lehigh grad and a Pittsburgh native? No, no actually, I live no. in Pittsburgh now. Okay. been there for seven years. I'm a New York City native uh -huh. where I spent uh, and lived most of my life 
Uh, I met my wife in New York, and we got married uh, nine years ago. Oh, exciting. And now have three little girls, oh, uh, four, six, and seven. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a really wild nine years. That is, I, I bet you've had to make some serious adjustments to the way that you work. Cause Definitely. Because you, you're used to putting in a lot of hours. Has that been I a... still put in a lot of yeah. hours, but it's different. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I might log on later at night but but mm -hmm. um, but cut off a little earlier given the girls activities yeah i also um if i'm not traveling work from home quite a bit so nice. it's great to, to be able to see the the kids and my wife uh right. as soon as i'm done with work yeah so uh, that's one of the nice things that, that i've seen in the in the workplace is just the evolution of a more flexible and virtual workforce right. uh, that the organizations are tapping into and I'm getting to benefit from. That's terrific. All right. Wow. Good to know. That's that's really cool. Uh, so, Larry, how, how much time do you spend on strategy versus tactics? Yeah. So, it's, it's a, a funny great question. question. But, yeah. but as a leader, you know, there's there's always a tension, I think. So what? how does that look for you? Yeah, you know, there's it's interesting running the business of recruiting mm -hmm. at, at a large organization. It, it requires a lot. Um, and, and there's a lot of decision makers in a partnership. So we have to I have to be mindful of that. I'd say uh, if I were to if I were to guess, because I've not done a, a, you know, a real thorough analysis, I'd say 30 to 40 percent on strategy um, and the other part is running the business uh, which runs from mentoring people coaching people uh, solving day-to-day -day problems solving longer-term problems mm -hmm. uh, I'd say in this last year as our organization really shifts um, and is fully embracing AI and automation and RPA and mm -hmm. innovation the, the our organization is shifting so getting our recruiting strategy to shift as well has been a has been a big part of what I'm working on and what my team is working on okay and it's exciting but also hard because I'm learning a lot her team's learning a lot mm -hmm. and we don't have all the answers but we're getting more comfortable with trying new things failing at times but learning from that and 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 then trying other things so that we have success all right there's a theme here. It seems like the last three interviews I've had with leaders have all used those words. We don't have all the answers, and we're, we feel free to try some stuff, which is really, yeah. really cool. And not entirely new, but maybe resurging. Um, yeah, I think so. there's this whole, um, with innovation, innovation is trying new things, being agile, being open to new ideas, again, being comfortable failing. That doesn't always feel right in the past you didn't always have the permission to fail that's right so now it's not that anybody wants it to fail but it's more accepted that we try things and rather than having it be tied up in a bow and be perfect let's roll it out and then we'll iterate and fix mm -hmm. and be agile as we move along so that's takes a mind shift change yeah and so is ey a pilot culture Meaning, if you want to try something new, you got to find an internal stakeholder to pilot it with before you try and roll it out. Or do, do, are you able to do sort of big changes um, across the board without piloting? Yeah, I, it's both. It really depends mm -hmm. on the initiative. Right now, uh, specifically in the talent acquisition side, you know, we're we're a global organization, um, 
and we've got 250,000 people across the world will hire 80,000 people across the world so wow. it's pretty pretty massive um, but as there's new uh, vendors and new technologies in the talent acquisition supply chain um, plus a lot of different vendors in this space mm -hmm. we're trying to pilot some things some proof of concepts and test it before we do it more broadly across the world okay for example? Yeah, for example, um, we have some pilots going on with some digital interviewing mm, cool. uh, um, tools that we're piloting in the U.S., mm -hmm. both uh, on our campus teams and our experience and executive teams. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to pilot very soon a Watson candidate assistant on our U.S. website, uh, which will which is chatbot. And, uh, uh, it will help candidates as they go on to the site just more quickly answer questions they have about EY, okay. but perhaps more importantly, help them find positions that match their backgrounds okay. much easier than it might be now. So you could attach a resume and it'll help match it to the job openings we have and say, here are the job openings, candidate that you might want to apply for. Um, we are a big organization with multiple service lines, many openings, so maneuvering it sometimes on your own can take a while and can be frustrating. This will help improve that experience. Okay, and so, so you are partnering with, you said with Watson, IBM, so literally yeah. IBM's Watson. Yeah, it's in the works right now. It's not, not active yet, but it probably in the next month or so it'll be active. And is this a custom uh, application that they're developing for EY or um, they've been using it on on their okay. website yeah. and and now it's like any machine learning or any any automation it's got to learn what is applicable for EY and the jobs we have and what we put on our website so it's going to learn all that and uh, like anything more questions it'll learn more and have better answers right yeah. Yeah, I, I dream of the day when AI gets us to the point where, you know, a recruiter can say, Watson or Alexa or, you know, pick your whatever Siri or, you know, hey, Google, you know, uh, find me a candidate who's got six years of experience as an actuary in, you know, pension, whatever, right. you know, it, um, I, I don't know if that day will ever arrive, but it feels to me like the transactional pieces of what we do ought to be able to be automated leaving time for us to actually engage on yeah. the relationship side. So is that sort of the agenda or? Yeah, yeah, we have a roadmap from sourcing up, you know, on through the offer stage and all the processes in between of things we're looking at to, to make it more efficient for our recruiters or make it a better experience for our candidates. But the theme is to take away a lot of that administrative work and have give people, give our recruiters more time to focus on the engagement with candidates, getting to know them, getting to assess them. Likewise with candidates not having to be frustrated with some of these processes right. so they, they can do things quicker. So that's our goal. Um, as you said, we're not <laughs> close to that yet. I don't think any organization is, but we're get we're closer today than we were yesterday. Right. Yeah. That's the way I look and at I'm kind of hoping it's going to be like self-driving cars. You know, five years ago, people said, oh, it won't happen until 2030. Well, now they're talking 2020, 2022, whatever, you know, <laughs> depending on whatever technology. And so I'm thinking once the ball gets rolling, could it be its own acceleration? 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of momentum that yeah. comes, and there'll be, um, I think, like any new technologies, there's companies that are that are to market first, and then there'll be other companies who make it even better. Right. And then there's might be who knows some consolidation, but I, I think we're all all organizations. I'm sure you've heard this from you know the other interviews or are really paying attention or looking at it or researching it. Sometimes it's overwhelming to know. Yeah. I mean, there's so many players out there, uh, but I, I, I think this is the start of what will be some groundbreaking stuff in the next few years. Right. So let's talk a little bit about um, women at EY. I know EY has done just a terrific job, as many of the professional services firms have recently, of um, pushing forward the agenda to um, uh, integrate women into the business, move them forward into leadership roles, recruit like crazy, especially into technical roles. I mean, how, how does that impact what you do, especially from a sourcing and interview process? How, you know, the, so, so there's, there's sourcing from an operational perspective, and then there's unconscious bias. So how are you thinking about all that as a leader? Yeah, yeah, it's really, really important. It's, it's certainly a key uh, part of our culture. In fact, we have uh, our new America's managing partner, Kelly Greer, uh, is, is coming into her role as we speak, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so how do we do it on the, on the talent acquisition side? First of all, it's a business imperative, right? It's not a recruiting uh, challenge, if you yeah. will. This is something that's important to the business, right? Having the right gender mix and ethnicity mix and whole diversity mix. Um, so uh, a few things we do. We set some targets for executive hiring okay. uh, in, in, in a number of groups. We have to have at least one female candidate as part of the slate of candidates, even if that will take longer to fill the role because mm -hmm. there's a lot of studies you've probably seen that show if if you don't have any can if you don't have any female or diverse candidate that yeah. you know you're never going to make a decision yeah. but if you you know if you have at least one and we strive to have more than that then it, it's it's going to improve the chances greatly mm -hmm. um, so that's something we do we certainly uh, are involved in a number of um, uh, organizations and conferences so we're we're hiring more people on the technology side uh, big shift in our business so we go to conferences like race hopper and mm -hmm. lesbians who code and there's women in technology to name a few um, and it's really important that we build a pipeline of that talent so it, it comes in many ways it comes in in, in our approach and our in our working with the business and the the tone from the top with our business leaders to the way we're sourcing um, uh, candidates my leadership team our recruitment leadership team i'd say is about 30 percent men 70 percent women um, is that something we've intentionally done or grown I'd like to think we are really good at helping everybody promote their success and get to where they want to be, but I think we're paying particular attention to to women coming up in more leadership positions. So we have a really strong, diversified team on the recruiting leadership side, and I think that also sets the tone um, for our recruiters when they see, hey, this is, you know, look at the leadership team, look what I can aspire to. That is really good to know because, uh, as we know, you know, when uh, women and men who are earlier in their career look upward and see more women, they start to picture themselves. 
in those roles. So it, it bodes well for you know the entire leadership team that the expectation is that leaders are both men and women. Yeah, absolutely. So that's yeah. terrific. Glad to hear it. What do you think is the biggest, now, now this is going to take a little transparency on your part, and I know you're up to it. What do you think is the biggest, let's call it opportunity or weakness of your current organization? Yeah, I think I think uh, I don't mind sharing a few things, mm-hmm. um, and I'll obviously do it through the lens of talent acquisition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest challenge for us is our brand. We're you know we're a big four organization, professional services, accounting, whatever term you want to use, but mm-hmm. we're we're also a data analytic organization, a cybersecurity firm, a yeah. blockchain consulting, a tax uh, technology transformation, right? We're, we're so many things and we're growing a lot of these businesses really aggressively. We're known for audit and tax, right? That's what you think of when you think of an accounting firm, but we're doing all these other things. So how do you get people who are in this space to see us as this is a place where they could grow their career. Yeah. And so you contact a candidate and they say, Oh, I didn't know you did that. Is that, that happens is that at common? times? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, we are certainly finding and attracting a lot of talent, but I, I think there's some branding opportunities for us so that people know EY does all of these things without us as recruiters having to say that to them. Right. Yeah. So I think that's an opportunity. I also think the pace of change in general in our business is so fast. So an opportunity for us is to move faster than we're moving now. And it's it's something that I'm trying to change myself because mm-hmm. the pace of change is so fast, but getting all of our recruiting leaders, all of our teammates to embrace change and to go with it. And we talked earlier about innovation to try new things and be okay that we fail. And, and new things doesn't have to always be a technology. It could be a new process, right? A new idea, something different that gets a better or different result than what we have today. Right. So instilling that innovative mindset and growth mindset in our team is an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and to what end? Is it your desire to move faster or have better quality of process like like if you if you sort of were able to accelerate the change whatever that looks like what what's kind of the one two or three big things your team is going after right now condensing the process making it better what yeah i think i think making the process the overall candidate experience better and easier and less frustrating so we've got to incorporate digital interviewing you know, more quickly uh, probably yeah. than we are now. Um, we've got to make sure we're getting to all the candidates. Yeah. And we get, you know, hundreds of thousands of candidates in a year. So that's a challenge on our, you know, for our team, but we got to be able to respond quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we use the information? How do we use our ATS, our CRM better so that we mind, mine that for gold mm-hmm. versus always starting anew? Yeah. I think... We do that a lot, but we need to more consistently do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think on the branding side, it's just getting out and trying new things, mm-hmm. investing in new conferences or uh, different branding campaigns. And instead of 
and doing it in a shorter time frame than we've done it in the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always said, as a recruiting leader, you need a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> and those you friends do. need to help you move faster with everything. Yeah. And then you just have to keep your thumb on whether it's in the strategy, in the circle of strategy. And it's it's hard. It's it's really yeah. Hard. Recruiting is is uh, like in any organization. It's not it's not a department or a function, right? Mm -hmm. It's 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 a way we're going to be successful. So it's not just on us. We've got a team in the right way with our with our leaders, with our internal clients. And when we team well and we're attacking problems well, we get great results. If we're not teaming as well, we don't get the same results. Yeah, right. All right, and so the flip side of that is what are your biggest strengths? What's going really well? Yeah, uh, anytime I talk about our recruiting team, the talent of the team is extraordinary. Uh, from our campus presence, which we've, you know, which we've excelled in for a many, many years mm -hmm. uh, to all the lateral hiring and executive hiring. So the quality of talent we have on the team is through the roof. Uh, so we're doing that really well. The quality of relationships that we're building with candidates and with our internal business partners mm -hmm. or clients, again, extraordinary. Um, I think other things we're doing well is embracing innovation. We're trying new technologies. We're piloting new things, uh, much more so this year than we did in the previous few years. Wow. So, um, so I'm really proud of the team for embracing that. Good. All right. Love to hear that. Uh, in fact, I was um, with a former team member of mine last night, and we were talking about some of the innovations that we're hearing about. And she said, Aaron, you always did get all charged up about anything that was innovation, right? In recruiting. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, guilty. <laughs> yes. So anything that's new or perhaps a little bit different, I, I've got time for, personally. I just think it's, it's yeah, really think cool. you got to try it. you got to try it. What's yeah. hard is... Our teams are busy, right? Our mm -hmm. people are really busy. Yeah. We've got a lot of needs. It's not like these needs are easy to fill. Mm -hmm. And then to layer on, well, let's implement this. Well, it takes time to figure out how to implement it, right? How do you pilot it? So we also have to be careful about overwhelming our teams, um, but we can't also let it slow it down. So figuring right. out that balance is, is yes. always hard and tricky. Yeah. And that's not different from any other business or function, is it? It's not, yeah. not at all. It's yeah. the, the building the train while it's speeding along the track kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Who, who do you think is really getting branding right right now? Like who do you look to for some of the examples of, of what's um, what you want to aspire to do? Yeah. Yeah, gosh, so many organizations are doing great things. Um, I know this is a little, it's probably a few years old, but it resonates with me because of the challenge I stated earlier, which is we want to be seen as a place for many backgrounds, right? From blockchain, AI, you know, all the, all the backgrounds we're seeking. GE a few years ago uh, with their Owen ads, mm -hmm. if you remember, yes, I, I do. thought they were really, really a great way to show we're uh, we're a few different types of organizations here, and, yeah. and now we're this technology company, and 
And, and so I thought that was done in a creative and, and humorous way. I right. always love humor. I and, loved and it. it. I, I thought that it, it made you sit up and take notice. And you're like, I did not think of GE in that way. And I think that's yeah. exactly what they were after. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so yeah, we, we talk about that a lot. And what can we do that uh, maybe isn't a commercial like that, but helps mm -hmm. people create a different image of, of EY. So uh, that's I think they did a really smart and, and nice mm -hmm. job there. Um, I, I think one of the challenges for us is we're a business-to-business -business brand, and the consumer brands can benefit from um, that corporate brand, and it flows down to the employer brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've got to work a little bit extra harder to create mm -hmm. that. So, Larry, what else? What else do you did you think I would ask about that I haven't asked? What What else do you want to make sure our listeners know um, about EY, about yourself, about any advice you have for people who are interested in a career in leading talent acquisition? Yeah, I just uh, again such a privilege um, to be leading. The talent acquisition team at EY. It's uh, if I was looking back at my career and mapping it out, I'm I've not been a big person to map out. I want to do this in this amount of time, and this is my next step. I I really have focused on that advice of doing the best job I could in the role I had, and, mm -hmm. and fortunately, I've uh, been able to get to do a lot of different things. So um, I feel very Again, fortunate to lead this team and to be part of such a wonderful organization. I would say the one last thing I would say, you have to really enjoy what you do. I know it sounds so basic, mm -hmm. but we all work really hard. Um, we've got a lot of things to do in work, outside of work, a lot of things we want to accomplish. So you got to make sure you're doing it at a place you enjoy, mm -hmm. at a place where you feel a connection with their purpose and with their culture. And mission. hopefully, yeah, with their mission and hopefully a place where you feel like you're part of that family. And I know at EY, we have a strong family. And when people leave, because people will leave, um, they are still a part of that family. That yeah. experience lasts a lifetime. Um, so, so love what you do and uh, it'll pay back in dividends. That's a great place for us to end up. So thank you very much for your time. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Larry. He is one of the great ones, and I'm sure you picked that up by listening to our conversation. My thanks to Todd Raphael and the ERE team, Lamise Abarama at RPOA, and of course my tribe at People Results. If you have comments or questions, email or tweet me at Erin McPeterson. I'd love to hear from you, and please remember to rate and review this podcast. It will help other TA professionals find us. Until next time, thanks so much for listening to Big Fish in the Talent Pool. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Big Fish in the Talent Pool. This podcast is independently produced in collaboration with ERE.net, and we would love to hear your feedback. You can email Aaron directly at E-P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N at people-results.com. You can also follow Aaron on Twitter at Aaron McPeterson, connect with her on LinkedIn, and learn more about her practice at people-results.com.